0: what's going on guys this is william today i bring to you my guest his name is mark gallagher why am i talking like this i don't know (laughs) okay i'll stop uh (laughs) mark gallagher is my guest today he is the owner of Amerikick martial arts in northeast philadelphia it's a kenpo karate school Uh, he's a six degree black belt in kenpo karate he's also a brown belt in jiu-jitsu he's Training, he's been training for 29 years, guys. Okay, 29 freaking years, man. That's a long time in martial arts, man. This dude's great. No, really, he is great. He's an awesome dude. Glad to have him on my show. Uh, we talked about Kempo, we talked about teaching experiences, we talked about belt ranking slash promotions, what makes a martial artist, what makes a great teacher. I forgot to freaking ask what makes a great student, of course. Ah, oh, oh well. <laughs> um, Uh, We talked about you getting off the fence if you're listening and you haven't joined your martial arts school yet. Come on, man. What are you waiting for, man? Get the training. It's good for you, man. It's good for your digestive system and good for your immune... (laughs) All right, I'm joking. Uh, But seriously, it's good for you. It's awesome. Uh, We talked about America Cares Foundation. It's a foundation him and his wife is running. Uh, Awesome people, man. This is great that he's doing this. This is a foundation... Uh, that he's doing for those that have special needs uh, from kids to adults where he's giving free classes every week for an hour for these individuals and it's fucking awesome that he's doing this so with that being said i hope you guys enjoy something or enjoy the episode in general and yeah please welcome my guest mark gallagher
1: Yo, 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 what's up, Will? How are you, brother?
0: I'm good, man. Thanks for joining me on the show.
1: Of course. Uh, Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Uh, so,
0: for those of you that don't know this man, he's awesome. I, uh, I know him by sparring with him uh, at Balance Studios. Uh, we used to spar, and he's fucking phenomenal at sparring with. <laughs> Thank uh, you. I got, a, I got an image of you giving me a gut check, and <laughs> I loved it <laughs> because you really caught me good, uh, and it shows in the picture. Anyway, uh anyway, can you give a short description of yourself? Like you're a black belt, and I, I'm just not sure of the exact title. I don't want to mess it up.
1: Sure. Um, I mean, I've been training martial arts since 91, started with Kenpo Karate. Um, that's my current profession. My wife and I, we own American Martial Arts up in Northeast Philadelphia, which is a Kenpo Karate school. Uh, about a year ago, I was promoted to sixth degree black belt in Kenpo i um, been training with Rick and Phil, with you, over at Balance Studios, probably since, uh, I would say, around 09 So, I've been with Rick and Phil for about 11 years, 12 years almost, and I hold a brown belt under them. With AmeriKick and with karate came boxing, kickboxing, Eskrima, fil- uh, Filipino Eskrima, if you're familiar. So, ah, I've been doing yeah. a lot of uh, yeah. stick and knife fighting. Oh, okay. Oh, that's cool. So, that that's... Stick and knife fighting the Escrima, the Arnie system, the modern Arnie systems, probably the most popular in America. Um, goes hand in hand with Kenpo. It, wow. it really does. The two systems have meshed for decades.
0: Right. And, and you run your, uh, do you run your own school, the Merrick Kick? Yes. Yes.
1: yes. Um, hey. Alicia runs the business, the, the, the program. She's the backbone of everything. I got the easiest gig in the world. I just teach classes. <laughs> at, least you're,
0: at least you're assuming your wife, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh,
1: so part-time janitor, full-time teacher.
0: <laughs> sounds good, man. Uh, how long have you been doing that, uh, running your business?
1: Um, I've been teaching since 95. Started late eighth grade, going into the summer before high school, and that's it. The rest was written. What made so, you,
0: What made you want to teach?
1: First, the passion and love of martial arts. I just love, love, love martial arts as as you do. And that's why we're here talking together. That's how we met. That's our relationship together. I just love martial arts. Um, I would say early, my immature reason was, oh, I don't have to work at anything else. I don't have to try and don't have to do college. I don't. Yeah, but I think the more mature learned reason that that is just absolutely my heart is it was given to me from my teachers
0: right and
1: their passion was given to me their knowledge was given to me and now i absolutely say it's the easiest thing in the world so as a young kid it was a very immature like oh yeah this is going to be easy but as an adult like i just love it yeah i love it i i love Learning, I love teaching. I love sharing. Um, every martial arts room you go into, just everybody's got the same vibe. You know, everybody's looking to improve themselves physically and mentally. How often do you come across a training class that people are in a bad mood? Right. You may get people in a bad mood from previous experiences. Where they at one hour later after they hung out with their teammates and sweat. And, and got humbled or humbled someone where they had an hour later, they're feeling good. And right. whatever bad mood they had earlier, it's gone, you know? So I, I just, I get to be surrounded by positive, hardworking people on the daily.
0: Right. That's awesome, man. Uh, what makes somebody a good martial artist? Define good. Yeah, you're right. Uh, That's what I do. Yeah, you question me my own question. What makes somebody a martial artist?
1: What makes them dedication? Dedication. Dedication and understanding what they're training for. Cool. Are you training for life? Mm -hmm. Are you training for competitive purposes? Are you training for that hypothetical one day that may never happen? What if I get attacked? Are you training for meditation? Are are you training just to like shut the world off for an hour at a time? And maybe you don't feel like pumping weights. Maybe you feel like hitting a bag. Maybe you feel like wrestling. You know, what are you training for? And then I think that's going to define good. Are you training for competitive purposes? What How are you training? And then how are your results in competition? I think that would determine good or not. Right. Are you training just because you love to train? Well, then I think simple dedication, show up to class and do what sensei says right. would mean good. But dedication is going to be the key word there, whether it's training for a lifestyle or training for a belt or a title.
0: Right.
1: I think training for a colored belt as a goal could be flawed and misunderstood. Right. I want to become a black belt for what for the simple title or knowing that to become a black belt in system fill in the blank is going to require lots of hard work. So if that's your goal, I want to earn a black belt knowing the journey that it's going to take, or I want a black belt because I want a certificate to hang on the wall
0: mm-hmm. but for
1: what, <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah. I hear that. Uh, when did it, how long did it take for you to get out of that color belt system mindset? You know what I mean? Like, where, I remember when I first joined in as a white belt uh, at Balance Studios, I was like, oh, look at the, I want to see the belt, I want to see the belts. And then I saw the the white, blue, purple, brown, and black, and I said, okay, all right, all right. And then I, it was like the first few months, I was like, holy fuck. And then I was asking her, how long did it take you to be a black belt? And I was just all nosy, trying to figure out everything, and then I found out 10 on average 10 to it ranges because you got I forget his name from UFC he has 3 years uh I, f- I don't know if you remember his name he's bald headed uh he's from Hawaii I, I,
1: I believe I know who you're talking about I forget his name
0: bad. Yeah, yeah slipping my name but I, I mean slipping my uh, head but anyway I was so obsessed with it I was so like I want I want that blue belt and then uh it was like over time i was listening to different podcasts and different people speak different uh black belts speak and they are like "No more about the belt man just keep training just keep showing yes. up keep doing you but what what would be your you just kind of touched on it but what what would be your advice on i don't know if you had this mindset before but what would be your advice to yourself or me the uh that mindset basically the person that has that mindset who's stuck on the, the color system
1: like the, I think you got to understand that every martial arts system has different ways of promotion. You know, I, I think the jujitsu system is a tough one for people to grasp onto because why did he get his blue belt in six months? And I've been wearing a white belt for two years. Why did he get his black belt in four years? A tough one to grasp onto, um, but I think you got to keep it real. With with jujitsu, I compare more to boxing. You're going to learn the basics in both sport, and then you're going to go into the ring and you're going to execute. And one person is going to whoop the other person's ass, and, and that's it. It's as plain and simple as that. There, there, whereas the karate system, I've always compared a karate black belt to like a high school or a college diploma because it's very, very different. You don't battle your opponent for a karate rank. You do X amount of time, you memorize the book, and then you pass your exam. And I think that's a very, very minimum requirement. And here's why I'm going to relate it to a college diploma. I go to college and I want to be a doctor and I, Ace my exam. I never miss a minute of class. I never miss a day. So I take every minute required. I get every answer correct on my exam. Tomorrow I'm a medical doctor and you need heart surgery. Am I your doctor? No. Why not? Why not? I have the same title as the other guy who's been a surgeon for 20 years and has saved hundreds of lives. I have the exact same title he does, but why don't I have the credibility? Because I don't have the experience in the field. Right. So in my opinion, the karate black belt is a diploma. It's an education which allows you to now practice in this field. Going forward, you're gonna be judged on your title. So mm-hmm. it's now up to you, how good are you at obtaining that title? Right. Or is it just a certificate on the wall right right, right. now that's been around in America since the fifties. That's what people know about. People understand whether they've done it or not. People understand the karate promotions. Now you bring in jujitsu and it takes over the world overnight. And it's like, hold up. How come I don't get a belt every six months? How come I don't get a stripe? How come I don't get a promotion? Well, that's not how it works. That question's never been asked in boxing. Boxing's been around 10 times longer than karate in America. But the rank has never been given out. It's just recognition. Mm. And that's where I think jujitsu is very, very similar to the advancement in boxing. You're going to advance by just housing your opponents. We're not. And there is a book to memorize. Don't get me wrong. There is a book to memorize in jujitsu. And who advanced you? Did you do the basics or did, did you just show up to class and you're a monster and you win every tournament you go to? Or do you know Jiu-Jitsu 101?
0: Do you think that Jiu-Jitsu or kempo Karate or any – all of the martial arts systems, do you think it would be better without the belt system, like boxing? Or do you think it's necessary for its own, uh, its own thing or whatever?
1: Well, again, I think it is what it is. Why – We could come up with 10 different reasons why you would pick this martial art. Generically speaking, if you pick up boxing, let's say your goal is to get into the ring. Let's take aside, no, I just box because the cardio is great. Take that out, take that out for now. Generically speaking, I'm training boxing to get into the ring. Generically speaking, I train karate for the purposes of self-defense. So you already got a different mindset. I'm going in here to go hurt that person. Right. I'm going in here to survive this fight. Mm. So where does the aggression come in that I'm required to fight my teammate to advance and level? Right. Now, yes, you could do competitive karate, so different mindset. Yes, you could do karate just for physical fitness because if you do any physical activity, you're going to get good exercise, good cardio, blah, blah, blah. But the initial mindset of karate is self defense. So, how do I advance in a self defense system? Memorize the book.
0: Um, did you ever want to fight? Uh, like, uh, what do you call it? Like, combat sports?
1: I did karate tournaments forever forever I did a, a handful of amateur kickboxing when mma became popular uh probably won too many concussions in my life by then so oh, okay yeah I, I i i have a very hard time agreeing to like be elbowed in the face
0: oh yeah <laughs> yeah uh, uh, you know what i mean <laughs> yeah, yeah you're right about that i don't there's some. i guess because i'm a newbie i'm still like i'm going in. Uh, three years and well i should say two and a half because covid kind of backed it up but technically i started three years ago almost three years ago uh but i was so excited to fight and the elbows the knees kind of had me like uh i don't know if i want my eyebrow cut up but uh it, so- it still sounds yeah. fun it still sounds fun and, and that was being unrealistic of course uh especially since i'm i'm gonna be 32 soon and you know i have a I have my own little lifestyle of living with my family and now it's like my head was over there
1: very cool family by the way i i I see all your social media stuff like beautiful (laughs) family and very very fucking cool
0: thank you man Uh, uh shit about that that's a whole different uh uh thing there too about me like posting my family but that's a whole different conversation uh of of me in the beginning of my when my, my daughter was born, I, I was like constantly posting her <laughs> on social media. Uh this obsessive parenting thing, uh thing that you want to show the world, I guess. But anyway, uh Yeah, I wanted to fight and I got over it. Like I, I was just so I don't know, I don't know what happened. Did you ever have that experience besides the the concussion stuff? Like did you ever like want to fight but then you were like, nah. Maybe I shouldn't, but was, or was because the karate experience, it was uh, safer from the elbows and whatever
1: is it? Um, I think, I think it was time. Uh, I think it was just a different time. So I'm, I'm doing a lot of my competition all through the nineties. Like it, 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 it was great. Just traveling all across the country, um, international and stuff, you know, just everywhere in the 90s, concussions didn't really exist.
0: Right. You
1: got your bells rocked. If
0: right. you
1: didn't fall asleep, take a round off. All right, get back to work. You know, it was just the it it, same in football. In football, when people got their bells rocked. Mm. You good? Yeah, coach, I'm good. Take a play off. Get back to work. Mm. You know, and, and it was just different times, different times. So, like, early, mid-2000s, some of those just regular sparring matches in the class, them shots hurt a little bit more, you know, right. and I, I think I was smart enough to just cut it off. So when I spar someone like you, we're, we're, we're doing not much more than love tapping each other, you know, nice whacking body shots, always Yay. good time. But <laughs> I'm, think, it, I'm sparring you, not only am I thinking about just the rest of my life, I, I'm, I'm still a baby, man. I'm not even 40 years old yet. I got a lot of life to go but I'm also thinking about you and your kid. You, you, you don't need to be all punch drunk in the head when, when you got young children at home, you know, and it's, just, it's different, it's a different time. And I think people are much more conscious of it now. And if someone gets their bells rocked, it's not take a round off, it's yeah, maybe take a week off,
0: right. you know,
1: relax, let, let, her, let everything recuperate. And week, if you got a headache, maybe you got something wrong and it's a good thing you didn't do another round because you got a headache one week later. Um, And and I think when MMA came around and I was like still young enough and eager enough to do it. I think I also had that thought in the back of my mind, like for what, you're probably just going to do a handful of amateur fights. Like just, just have fun teaching, you know, Live, live through, live through other people. By all means, I'm not retired from stuff, but I don't need to get meat in the face neither. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you uh, have an interest in MMA in general or do you just like the uh, – you like to just watch it or you just – would you, would you participate in it if it was <laughs> – If oh, there was I like place I,
1: like, I, I still do like MMA sparring rounds. Yeah, that's like, what maybe. I should – That's yeah, a better question. Yeah, a better question. Yeah. Do
0: you spar in MMA? <laughs>
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And um, I also find it, uh, I bite my tongue when I say this, not, I find MMA easier than boxing and kickboxing interesting, or even just straight up jujitsu. Interesting. Um, in boxing, you're not allowed to hug. So, if you want to, like, take a break, you can, like, hug your opponent, but the referee's going to break that up two seconds later. You're not allowed to. In kickboxing, the hug is encouraged. So, good luck hugging a kickboxer and planning on taking a break. Right, right, right. He's taking you down. In MMA, if I get tired, if you're schooling me on the punches, I may get, like, a little takedown and get an offensive mount and just be able to Chill, catch my breath for a minute. Maybe you even get on top of me, and I could pull off some defensive jujitsu and chill, catch my breath for a minute. So I find that one. I, okay. I find that much that that you could find safety in an MMA match. Hmm. However, them elbows and knees and the grinding heads, like it, it's it's nasty, bro. It's nasty. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I find it way more dangerous. But
0: a bit, a bit easier. Right. i said also say been
1: sparring with someone trying to kill me. You know? Oh, <laughs> right, I'm right, sparring right. with friends. I'm always sparring. With, I'm sparring with you and our teammates and our boys and our girls,
0: yeah. you know? Yeah. It's funny because uh, you, you know Becca, right? Becca Evans?
1: Uh, most likely. Yeah. She, she,
0: at, she used to come spar with us. Uh, she's, she's pretty, like, she's like your, our height, basically. She's tall. I can't. Uh, anyway she uh i sparred with her in mma for the first time and i was just like dead fucking exhausted and i think it's just that thing where your body's not used to uh the new element of movement so you got people who just do jujitsu they'll come to muay thai and then they're tired you know or muay thai or jujitsu going to jujitsu you're fucking super tired whatever uh but anyway, that, that, yeah, that, that's the lungs. Yeah, I felt like it was so much more dangerous uh, MMA-wise because I, I actually injured myself. I tweaked a couple things. My toe <laughs> because uh, <laughs> she had me against the wall and I was trying to turn. And I guess because this is my first time being uh, wall planted and I didn't know what I was doing really. I was just trying to wrestle with her arms. But
1: it was just – I don't know. I'll was tell still- you what. That, that's the worst, worst, worst thing in the world and if I have zero MMA training experience, it's up against the wall, up against the cage. And any of the people that I train with, they take advantage of that right away if they can. If you don't know what to do pinned in that corner, life, life is terrible. Yeah. There, there's nowhere to move. You can't breathe. Claustrophobia kicks in. Anxiety, panic kicks in yeah yeah that that's that's where mma can become extremely i always tell that to my students if there's one thing i cannot teach is tough can't teach tough tough is built through experience and experience alone yeah you could teach skill you could teach improvement you you could teach game plans ideas and strategies can't teach tough you experience tough
0: when you run your business, do you get anybody that wants to do MMA? Like that want to go on that route when they join your, I can't, I don't know uh, if like I ask this question, but you get what I'm, I think you get what I'm saying.
1: If anybody's doing their homework, no. Okay. And if somebody didn't do homework and they come to us with those goals, they're, they're finding out that they're in the wrong, in the wrong spot. Okay. Um, I, 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 I stopped gearing my training towards competitive purposes. Um, I've been teaching for a very long time. You know, I've been teaching for about 25 years. So I have what I feel is most important, what is least important, what needs to be spent most time on, least time on, what the majority of the people want, like blah, 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 blah. I feel like I've learned to adapt to the masses. Right. And a lot more people that don't want to fight, but do want to train. Right. And then the people that do want to fight, you have your handful of good fighters, and then maybe you get your diamond in the rough. Mm. And now you have your future in the fighting world. Um, I looked for that diamond in the rough for a very long time. Had a couple lost one this way, that way, you know, like you lose people over the years. But the people who just wanted to train were still there and were always there. Right. And now jujitsu took over the world Yeah. and there's some damn good jujitsu schools in this city.
0: Right. And there's
1: some really good MMA gyms in this city. And there's only a handful of people that really want to do it. And they're going to find if somebody wants to get into an MMA ring, they're going to find other people with dozens of fighters that are all on the same page there, where when you got dozens of people at a time in my place, they just want to work out. They want to spar. They, they want to be physically fit. No, no, no. My kids like competition,
0: right? You
1: know, we, we have like a, a competition class for our children. My adult class, very similar to like the classes that we take, Let's come in and work out there's a hand there's a lot of people that we train with that do compete but everybody that we train with is like, why are you training because it's Monday at 12
0: <laughs>
1: that's my group of people right. why are you training well because it's Tuesday at eight o'clock and that's yeah. what we do
0: right
1: you know so people aren't coming to me and Alicia for competitive purposes yeah, plenty of other places in the city for that
0: right. Can you all right? So talk to me about Kempo Karate, right? That's which that's your main. Okay, because I I have a very minimal, uh, I have very minimal knowledge with a lot of of the martial arts, including Jujitsu and Muay Thai. I'm still trying to learn all of them. Uh, but can you, if I if I came to you fresh, how? And I asked you, uh, what is Kempo Karate? Like, would you be able to describe that to someone? It's just hearing about it for the first time?
1: Generically, the art of striking. It's a striking art. Um a little more in depth. It's it's a it's a much newer martial art, newer based off of like original martial arts, Shotokan, karate, you know, um kung fu. Uh your 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 Saturday afternoon kung fu flicks. I want to challenge your sensei. I want to challenge your gym. And it was always Japan versus China. Which one has a better system? Um, the Kenpo enthusiast will say, we're the original MMA. We're the original mixed martial art. Um, Kenpo does not claim to be an original martial art. It claims to be an adaptive martial art. Bless you. Excuse me. There you go. It claims to be an adaptive martial art. Because when Kenpo was designed it said stop arguing China versus Japan stop arguing straight line attacks versus circular angle attacks they both work take a little oh wait, you know what there's Korea too and they do stuff <laughs> you know oh wait you ever heard you ever heard of boxing? yeah you know so Kenpo adapted to other striking martial arts and took pieces of each one of them. So it's a striking art that doesn't claim to be its own. Okay. It doesn't have any type of like Brazilian jiu-jitsu added into it. There's old school Japanese jiu-jitsu incorporated. There's a handful of judo ideas. Now, I'm not going to say Kenpo claims to be Japanese jujitsu or judo, but what I will say is, it is a striking arm. And if you grab me, well, then I might do some small circle Japanese jujitsu to attack the wrist, to attack the elbows, to set up strikes.
0: Right.
1: I will take an idea from judo, offset them, take them off his axis to set up strikes. Whereas judo is going to take you off your axis to throw you. Kenpo might take you off your axis to strike you hopefully ending with the same result you on the ground. You know what I mean? Yeah. So Kenpo is an adaptive striking martial art and the founder of the martial arts says himself, long after I'm gone, if you're not adapting to current martial arts, you're not doing Kenpo.
0: Hmm.
1: Hence why I do Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. It'd be silly of me as a martial artist, And as a business owner, not to know the art.
0: Right. When you get people coming in and and like I said, you said this earlier that you get people that just want to train and, and in that field, do do they know about Kempo or do they just want to train in general? Like they come in to see. Yeah.
1: Some of them do. And this is where my, my wife, Felicia is amazing. And she just, Sells the hell. I mean, who, who better to sell you than your wife? You know? <laughs> but no, nah, th- this is where Alicia is amazing because people will ask, What do you guys teach here? And Alicia will simply say, We're a Kenpo school. My husband, Mark, he's a Kenpo black belt, but he's been training martial arts for almost 30 years. So mm. with your Kenpo training, you're going to get some kickboxing flavor. You're going to get some jujitsu flavor. You're going to get some stick and knife flavor. And that's it. That's right. what we do. He, you're, you're, you're going to learn Kenpo, but you're going to learn his.
0: Right. Because you everything you've learned throughout your martial arts career, that's what you're implementing with your business. Uh... If I
1: teach jujitsu, I'm not teaching a lot of offensive jujitsu. I'm teaching more defense against jujitsu. Since I have the knowledge in it, I can teach the attacks, the defenses, so what I'll do is I'll say, all right, if somebody knows jujitsu, this is what they want to do to you right here. So this is how we defend that so we can stay with our boxing, so right. we can stay with our striking.
0: Right.
1: We do a lot of sprawls, a lot of sprawls. Like every one of my students is familiar with sprawling and why to sprawl. Right. Because our tempo ain't gonna work so well when we're laying on our back.
0: Right. And
1: if we're not training jujitsu every day, we need to stay the hell off our back and get back to our feet. So I train a lot of defense against jiu-jitsu.
0: So you're focused on... Keep that a secret. <laughs> <laughs> so we're focused, you know, on w- the style that you're training in, right? So if you're training in this uh striking art, that's what you're focused on. And to... Yeah. Go against anyone else that is using a different style like the ground grappling that's what you're defending against and it's kind of like it's kind of like a, a mma aspect to it uh so and this this stuff uh, the kenpo that you teach it's, it's self-defense too is a stupid question i'm asking just to clear that up uh yes yes Same self- thing.
1: The, the mentality from the start is defense any karate class you take Any striking class you take, the very first thing you're going to learn, step backwards and block. Right. The very first thing you learn in a jiu-jitsu class, um, what the hell do I do when I'm on my back? Right, right. You know, there's always defense first. After you learn how to regard, it's on. Right. After you learn how to sidestep and counterattack, it's on. But the first a... is always going to be defensive,
0: right? I'm very defensive. <laughs>
1: Unless you're training boxing, what's yeah. the first thing you learn? Step forward and jab that motherfucker in his mouth.
0: Yeah. Or counter to step in and jab him, right?
1: I'm if you train for an MMA effort. match, yeah. are you training step backwards and block, retreat? Right. No, that's part of the game plan. But you're training, go take that ball out. So,
0: what would be the benefits of someone going to uh, your school?
1: The very first thing I promote is fitness. Fitness. The very first thing I promote is fitness and lifestyle. Okay. The karate you learn from me, the the, the boxing, the wrestling, anything you learn from me or the other guy down the street doing his system or the other, whatever. None of it works if you're not healthy. Mm Mm-hmm. So if you want to train for a fight, you better be damn healthy. If you want to train for that hypothetical, what if I get attacked one day, you better be ready to rock now. Or if you just want to train for a lifestyle, would you like to be an old person at a young age? So number one is fitness and lifestyle. And then aside from that, I'm just going to give you my heart and soul and you're you're going to be able to throw your hands and you're going to be able to fight. Number one is here, inside, inside, you know, the, the healthy lifestyle. Number two is stick with me and, and, and you could scrap. Whether you have to or not, you'll be able to.
0: Right. Before martial arts, did you have uh, – did you notice – what were the – improvements you notice once you start at martial arts
1: uh how much do you improve from 9 to 10 years old <laughs> so yeah. uh, before martial arts it was michael that's jordan true. and ninja turtles
0: right right, um, right you're right i forgot you started <laughs> so i i put I told myself
1: i thought i was michael jordan dressed up as a ninja turtle in <laughs> class <laughs> <laughs> that's funny
0: um Okay. So coming I'm I'm just 'cause I'm coming from my own background and I because I had yeah, yeah. I didn't have a lot later in yeah, life. Yeah, a lot later. So uh I was just trying to ask a question for the people that haven't started martial arts yet and they're in their their, tw- their older twenties or around their twenties. Uh what would you say changes their their Uh, their characteristics, I guess, what would you say changes their characteristics? Like having a healthy lifestyle, so to speak.
1: Uh, You just said that you'll, you'll notice a lot of people that start training in martial arts at a later age. Let's call later age in their twenties, you know, Um, or their thirties or their forties. You will notice an immediate change in eating habits, drinking habits, just because they're surrounded by those people and the people that they look up to and admire do it. So what do you do to people you look up and admire? You copy,
0: right, You know copy,
1: right. um, you find a different change in attitude. Um, if I had a stressful day, an hour later that, that stress is gone because I got physical activity done. I, I released adrenaline I got over anxiety, I got over stress. Now that stress may come back, most Mm. likely it will. We all have daily, weekly, monthly stress, you know, but for an hour at a time, for two hours at a time, it's gone. And that's a huge impact on your later day. The lifestyle changes for the better because you pick up good habits. You pick up good habits from the people around you. You become more humble. You know, because somebody twice your size whooped your ass and they did it in a way that it's like, oh my God, I don't stand the chance. And they didn't even like try that hard. You get humbled because someone half your size whoops your ass. You get someone the same size. Like you learn that there's so many different people that you're not on their level, but you want to be. So you become humble Not humble to the fact that you now look at everyone else different. You become humble to the fact that you look at yourself different. I thought I was, but now I realize that I am. Hmm. You know what I mean? So I I think that that's the change in life that you might be looking for, you know, that you might be asking for there. You you just surround yourself with hardworking, positive people. You become that. Right. By default. The instructor has a lot to do with that. We share a great instructor and Rick. Yeah, we do. He's awesome. He is. He really is. Nothing phony about the guy. He's the biggest, baddest, nicest guy in the room. (laughs) Yeah. So what does that do for a normal-sized person like me and you? The biggest, baddest, alpha dude in this room is clearly the most polite. Okay. I guess if I pissed him off i would feel that big bad guy hurt me you know
0: yeah it is uh, it's very humbling uh when i go in there and there's a sh- shit ton of men and they're all huge and uh, older than me whatever or just bigger just got more experience they're like, going they're all kicking my ass of course and then you look at rick uh yeah rick and how everyone just he's awesome like he's just like he has this i don't know he has this animal spirit because he isn't he's called the animal so i stick with that i just call him the animal all the time but i definitely look up to him as a uh, a person that i'm inspired by to not be just like him but to what is he doing oh i see i see what he's doing he's, he's a great family man he's fucking taking care of his body he's fucking taking care of himself like he's doing everything i'm like damn see that's that's the lifestyle that i want to live my life as but of course it takes work uh,
1: yes it does and It appears to be very easy it appears to be very fun in a sense it is both but hard work is the bottom line to have that easy fun life
0: right yeah
1: yeah you, know how you feel me yeah. there yeah he's living easy he's having fun but that living easy requires a lot of work
0: a lot of work a lot of experience Uh, that's what I'm trying to figure out for myself because uh, I'm trying to, I want to teach eventually. I love teaching. Like, I I don't know why I have this thing has been, it's been this way since uh, six months as a white belt. I wanted to teach. I'm like, why, why do I already, I don't even know what I'm doing that much with as a white belt, but I still want to teach people. Like every time someone looks confused, I'm like, Hey, you're right. You want me to to go over what we just did? Or you want to, we can ask this person, whatever, but, I'm always leaning towards trying to help somebody. And I, I find troubles with that uh, from personal experiences because uh, there's a battle going on in my head that I need to relax, chill back, be patient as a, as a student and keep learning still. And I guess this is a question for you. When do you become when do you know that you're ready to become a teacher? <coughs> In your experience.
1: Um, well, you asked me earlier about, you know, what, 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 made me want to be a teacher. And I, I basically said passion, you know, hmm. and you obviously have that same, at least a little bit of that same internal passion. You never know when you want to be a teacher. Hmm. You just are, you know, if you want to pursue it or not. So right. you got that inside of you, just that natural You look confused, would you like some help? There's a lot of times that I feel, and I'm a teacher by profession. There's a lot of times that I see someone in class like look confused and I'm like, it ain't your place, it ain't your class. You're a student in this class. Now someone asked me for help, big difference. Sometimes Rick will say to me, you know, can you go, yeah, of course, no problem, no problem, but you have it inside of you. Obviously a teacher is a teacher. You know, it's like asking you, when did you know you want to be a parent? Mm. Uh, forever. It, it's it's there, you know? right? You're asking me, when did I want to be a teacher? How do you know? You got it inside of you.
0: Yeah. You just feel it.
1: Yeah, it's there. It's yeah. there. I feel it all the um, time. That's why I'm asking. Teaching I'm like... takes a lot of patience. Teaching takes a lot of patience. <laughs> um, so you have to be willing... To, to understand that not everybody gets it like you do, that not everybody gets it like the person next to them. Some people learn more visually. Some people learn more kinesthetically. Some people learn because they watch it, because it's done on them. You know, everybody learns like so different. So the hardest thing of being a teacher is the patience level. But I think if you're, passionate about teaching for you to get to that patience level man it's it's got to be a lot it's got to be a lot to test the teacher's patience because the frustration never gets there and right. that's what i'm talking about that internal passion that you might have because you just simply want to who wants to take on a task and just fix it right. well if it's something you're interested in i do <laughs> You know, a mechanical see like a broken piece of something on a machine and twitch until somebody says, Can someone fix this? I can't <laughs> right. You know like, <laughs> Yeah. Whereas I look at a broken piece on a machine, I'm like call somebody, come fix that.
0: <laughs> yeah. You said something earlier and I, and that's me all the fucking time and I'm I really try my best to because I don't like stepping on anybody's foot. I don't I don't I, I don't like to uh, if someone else is teaching, so to speak, in a class and someone else looks confused and they, they're teaching, so that teacher is, you know, helping someone else out and they need help. I'm like, I want to help them. But I'm like, I'm not the teacher. Like you said earlier, this is not my class. Uh, what advice do you have for people like myself <laughs> who uh, have that twitch to go th- like when he, there's a teacher there present?
1: Uh, Number one, understand your instructor. Okay. Would that offend your instructor? Okay. Because everybody's going to have a different case. You know, you're would right. that offend your instructor? Number two, don't just go help. Offer help. Right. Would right. you like some help? Mm-hmm. And number three, this is just what I've learned from day one of teaching. Until you're the man, you always defer to who told you. Mm-hmm. So if I ever offer help in class, or if uh, help is ever asked of me, you know I'm rocking a brown belt in class. Sometimes white, blue belts, they say, hey, we're stuck here, can you help me? I will always say, and this is what Rick says to do. And this is what Rick taught me. And Rick says, do this now. So I don't teach my lessons or give my advice. Well, Rick said do this, but here's what I would do. Hell no. (laughs) No, yeah. <laughs> no. Stop that. That is disrespectful. Yeah. My opinion, my opinion. Yeah. So if you feel you specifically you, anybody listening, if you feel like you would like to help somebody ask, would you like some help Right. <laughs> and then defer to who taught you? Right. Cause it ain't your class. It ain't your idea.
0: Right. The what makes someone, uh, cause I don't want to say good teacher or good instructor, but you know what I mean, like what may Cause you got these. I've noticed there's two different kinds of teachers. I don't know if there's many more. There's probably there's probably more. But the basic teachers that I see is either the one that's strict and very very efficient and will say like will be super on top of you. Everything you everything you're doing wrong. And then the other one is just chill and they're they're working with you and they know that you're not doing it right, but they're working with you. So there's this. You know what I'm saying? There's just different types of those different teachers that are a little too hard. <laughs> but those people, uh, we still need them in a way. And we we, we need all people to, that know how to teach in general. I don't know how to ask this question, but without offending anybody. But no, I got you. I got you. Get, you. My thank you.
1: Over here. My wife's over here talking under her breath, reading my mind. She knows exactly what I'm going to oh, say. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's that's the student what is the student looking for some people want that drill instructor some people want that chill laid back some people want someone to yell at them some people want someone to do this and analyze every one of their moves um some people want let me go back to michael jordan michael jordan would not have to teach you a damn thing michael jordan would say Follow me, do as I do. Some people just want that person that could jump through the roof, spin on their back, and spider guard and backflip, and I don't know, pick a sport. Some people want that top athlete, and then just, oh my God, I wanna watch them and do whatever they do. I don't give a shit what they say because they're clearly men. You know, what do you want as a student? Who inspires you? that's a good teacher hmm. that's it if, yeah. if the person inspires you that's a good teacher
0: so as long as the teacher inspires you that's what makes them good Ah, it's interesting
1: done end yeah. of story end yeah. of the story if you motivate me to get out of my house right. and go work out and better my life you are doing your job correctly yeah now are you feeding me bullshit though <laughs> are you are you telling me like oh this is a move that'll work or You know, I've learned this and that. And are you feeding me bullshit or really, really doing things? Right. And then I think what makes a specific good teacher is relaying a message. And then that covers the teacher that you're looking for. How do I relay my message? Do I relay it uh, through physical demonstration? Do I just word it amazingly? You know, look, look at. Look, Look dude, uh some, some boxing managers out there, some boxing managers out there are old, brittle people that may or may not have boxed in their younger career, but they know every single thing upstairs, and then they relay the message to the fighter. Somebody else may be holding the mitts because my 70-year-old arm ain't, ain't strong enough or fast enough to keep up with you holding mitts but my 70 year old brain of just knowledge knows everything. So I could verbalize everything you need to know.
0: Right. That's, Laying the message that's, that's defines
1: cool. a good teacher.
0: Thank you. Uh, so last question on, uh, on the schools or whatever, what would you say to someone who's on the fence about joining martial arts? Like myself, I was on the fence with a lot of things I, I wanted to join for uh uh wing chung <laughs> i wanted to join for different uh martial arts i wanted to do karate as a kid 11 years old but my dad didn't want me to do it he wanted me to do boxing what do you say to someone who is like myself uh who wants to do a class and doesn't know where to start uh they just want to do some type of martial art i say they want to try yours what would you say that get them off that fence I don't know if that's I'll a... tell
1: you exactly what Alicia says. When someone calls up and Alicia answers the phone, she says, do your homework, visit a couple different places, find the spot you love. Right. That's it. Do, do some internet homework. Um, call people that you know. Everybody knows at least one person that trains or has trained in some form of combat sport. Everybody knows at least one person call that person, call those people, look up your internet reviews and then call the places, meet them face to face. If you're interested in prices, ask them about prices. But prices are secondary. Prices Mm. are absolutely secondary. Finding the place that you like is first. Finding the instructor you like is first. Then you're gonna find out that you're gonna fall in love with the system And then you're going to realize that the price doesn't matter because if it's worth it, it's worth it. Cool, man. Do do you guys offer? So do your homework. Do your homework and visit a few different places unless you walk into one spot and you fall in love. Stay there.
0: Yeah. Cool. So let's talk about your American Carriage Foundation. Uh, Uh, (laughs) 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 What got you started with that? Like what, what, Um, what, how did the idea come to mind and and tell us a little bit about the foundation?
1: God, I'm going to, I'm going to keep being repetitive with the word passion. Okay. Alicia and I were very, very passionate about the martial arts. Um, we've been toying around with some ideas of doing a nonprofit, probably since early 2019, had a conversation with Alicia, had a conversation with our accountant. How do we get this done? Blah, blah, blah. Okay. And my, my brain rattled for seven, eight months. Who do we, who do we help? Because I thought of, you know, maybe doing a shelter, Uh, I thought of feeding kids, I thought of everything. I thought of it. And every time I thought of this group, I just felt like I was turning my back on everybody else. Mm. And then the next day I say, no, you can't help everybody. And my brain rattled Mm. for, for a very, very long time. And we have a handful of special needs kids and adults that take classes. We have a handful of special needs brothers and sisters that sit on the sidelines when their siblings are in class. Right. One day, Alicia and I, we looked at each other and said, why don't we cater to our neighborhood specifically? We can't cater to the world. So let's, let's bring it down to our neighborhood. First. What, what can we do that won't cost anything to start up? We thought about building a shelter. That's a lot of money to build a shelter. We can offer free martial arts to kids and adults with special needs and it doesn't cost a dollar to start anything. Boom, that's our idea. It's a 100% free program. Uniforms are included. Any type of equipment necessary is included. No down payment, no tuition. We ask one requirement, stay consistent with attendance. Take advantage of the program. If somebody starts to lack on attendance, then we're gonna put them to the bottom of the wait list and we're just gonna bump somebody else in. And the people we put in the program since January we're about two dozen or about two dozen right now, you know, we're at about two dozen right now. Um, But the goal is to end on a wait list about two dozen and about another dozen on the wait list. So the goal is to raise funds, hire employees. So that we can do two classes a week, three classes a week, and eventually make it a six day week program, just like our martial arts program that we offer every day. But Volunteers can only do so much, so the future goal is to raise funds to bring in one or two employees, so that we can make it a full time program and still keep it free for anybody involved.
0: Cool, man. What, what type of martial arts are you uh, are you guys training? Is this Kempo Karate, or is well, it we're different doing style? Very
1: basic karate. We're doing yeah. very basic karate. Um, if you could take a beginner karate class. A beginner kids karate class. That's that's really the format of what we're teaching. Um, It's also brand new. We have people who have been in the program. We're in October now, so we have people who have been in the program for about ten months, and we've kept it a very very beginner karate program. You know, we have our youngest in in the class is probably eight nine years old. We have a couple adults in like their twenties, thirties, forties. Mentally, a lot of them are kind of on the same level. You know, Mm -hmm. we we have one of our kids with autism, one of our adult with downs. They're, they're, they're very much meeting in the middle as far as um, speed of the class comprehension. But let me tell you, this -hmm. is the greatest greatest decision we've ever made in our lives you asked about being a teacher it's so rewarding
0: yeah
1: i have never felt rewards like this yeah i get smiles from students every day of my life these smiles are different i get hugs from families every day of my life these hugs are different and knowing that we can just give these parents and caretakers an hour off to just kick back and not do anything The majority of special needs um, events are once a month, which include hands on from parents or caretakers. So we're offering once a week, sit down, don't do nothing, we got this. So the appreciation we're getting from the parents in the special needs community, these are just feelings that I've never ever got before. And it's the greatest thing in the world. And we wanna expand this program from once a week to daily
0: that's awesome dude that's That's the goal yeah that's the goal uh as a person who wants to do his own foundation someday uh for people like myself uh uh, i i just i don't know i'm i'm getting emotional because i appreciate people like you man uh i have a special yeah i have a special needs uncle myself and i just People like you who are giving back and that are doing great things in the world—that's uh, those are people I look up to, and I want to do something like that someday. So, man, my hats off to you. I'm like fucking about to cry and shit. <laughs> my man, my man. <laughs> I'm sorry, hey, man.
1: If he's close to Northeast Philly, send him over. Uh,
0: yeah. Um, yeah man, it's great that you're doing this, dude. And I, when I when I—it's I, funny because I liked it without realizing that I liked something that you're doing i don't know i like i think you sent me uh the whatever the invite to like it page. Yeah, and i felt i felt horrible i was like why didn't i know about this like what, what it's just, it just it makes me reflect on things uh social media how much we uh take the damn thing for granted and uh stuff like this that you're doing is so beneficial for us and this is the stuff that i'm looking for stuff like this where you're reaching out and you're helping those with special needs uh, or any other foundation that's giving to others who who are who need it man instead of looking at this being a part of this negative world where you're arguing and fighting and getting you're just wasting so much time precious time that you could give to other human beings that need it that uh, sorry i'm just losing words but
1: no, that, that's... I, I'm sorry. <laughs> you're, you're touching my part, brother. Thank yeah, my you. fault, man. I'm like, um,
0: I'm losing myself right now.
1: <laughs> I got uh, a, a little joke I make with the kids, but yeah. here's kind of the bottom line with the foundation. The joke I make with the kids um, is we live by the Spider-Man rule.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: we, we live by the Spider-Man rule with great power comes... Responsibility. All right.
0: Great responsibility. Meaning,
1: whatever. if you can do it, require yourself you're not required if you can do it require yourself and that's why alicia and i started the foundation we could we had the resources we had the availability we had the time we had the space we had the desire so we required ourselves to do it you know and and that that's i think the world could be a better place if we all take on the spider-man
0: rule yeah yeah for sure man Uh, that's really really awesome
1: and i think the world's awesome i'm not one of those oh the world is shit yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. the world is awesome for sure negative things there's there's shitty things there there's there's good people there's a lot of good people yep tons of good people
0: yeah Sorry if my pessimistic side came out. We all follow
1: the Spider-Man rule. We're gonna go from an A to an A plus. You know? for sure,
0: man. That's what I'm trying to do with uh, everything I'm learning. You know, I'm, uh, this is the whole reason why I did this podcast is to uh, put people in a spotlight like, like yourself and people who are who made a change within themselves. Like uh, if you ever struggled like me and you flipped it and said, you know what, it's time for a change, and you made it a difference. And you know, and or in your in your shoes. You felt like, hey, I have this, I have this power to make a difference, and here you go, you're just doing your thing with your wife. Hats off to your wife as well, <laughs> who uh, is taking care of a lot of things. Pretty, my wife is on the same level, by the way. So I, I don't know, women who are they have that thing that we don't have. As I don't know if it's just a man thing, but we are more like the doers, and they're more of the. Uh, Oh, I can't explain it, but they—they know how to do things that we can't do. They're smarter than we are. Just <laughs> thank kind of you. They're smarter than we they're are. They're smarter than us, pretty much. Yeah, we're we're freaking—we're like cavemen. We just know how to operate with the tools that we have. Uh, I mean, most men, anyway. Some men are on another level, but uh, yeah, man. So I can't
1: thank you enough for for bringing that up, man. It's it's very important. Yeah, very man. important to us, and, and I was very kind of you to bring that up.
0: That's cool, man. Uh, and again, I appreciate you doing this. Um, is there anything else about the foundation that you you want to touch base on to uh, to inform others? Like a website you want to show them to, or is it just a Facebook?
1: Um, I mean, we're we're very very easy to find. Um, the Americic Cares Foundation. Uh, Probably the easiest would be Facebook, right? Now. Yeah, Facebook is absolutely the easiest way to find us. Um, you could Google America, you know, America, Philadelphia, karate in Philadelphia. It, it's going to, it's going to bring you right to us. Um, you could probably Google my name, Mark Gallagher, America, but Facebook is definitely the easiest, uh, America cares foundation. Um, if anybody's interested, if you have kids or adults with special needs, shoot, it, shoot us a call send us a message. Calling's the best way, you know, uh, messages. Awesome. Best way. But anybody has any kids or adults with special needs, we would love to accept them to our family ages seven and up. Yes. Ages seven and up.
0: So starting at seven and going up to many. Mm -hmm. cool.
1: Yep, And we would love to accept them in our family. No strings attached, everything beginning to end top to bottom on the house
0: uh, what part of Philly is this, uh, surrounded by, uh, Northeast Northeast Philly, Northeast Philly, Ron
1: and the Boulevard. If anybody's familiar, Ron and the Boulevard, we're at 8025 Roosevelt Boulevard. That's your block. It's about a mile north of common.
0: Cool. And that's your school, correct?
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Cool, man. Um, I don't know if you have to go, but I pretty much asked all the questions I had. Uh, if you want to just shoot the shit or you got to do things, you got to do your thing. Um,
1: oh, I know you got class, right? You got 12 o'clock class, don't you?
0: No, nah, no, nah, not today. It, it, I, I fucked that up. It's Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays only. But I, yeah, I, I'll be
1: getting back there soon. Yeah. I'll be getting back there soon. Um, You know, we were shut down for four months. Oh, so. word.
0: Yeah. How yeah, was that? Yeah, yeah. Like, How was that challenge of... Uh, your business being shut down for four months and now you're trying to come back. Are you open? You're open now? Yes. Okay.
1: Yes. Um, it was extremely challenging. Our doors were locked for four months. Um, lost 75% of our student base. Uh, we, we had a, a, a good 25, 30% that, that stuck with us and I mean, we closed on Friday. What was it, like March 11th, 12th, something like that. And we were 100% virtual um, the following Monday, two days later.
0: Mm.
1: You know, so we offered virtual classes, online training daily for four months. And that kept a, a good amount of students to allow us to reopen the doors. You know, we've been open since July. Philly is very strict on rules right now um, with the amount of people in class, but what we are doing, we added, you know, a nice little time slot in between every class to completely sanitize the room. We're limiting the amount of people in the room. Mass are required. We're just doing our thing, building up, recovering, but I'm here talking to you if if I if I was still in that hole real deep, I wouldn't be talking to you right now. So right. I had an hour off to chill at least. You know what I mean? So <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Things are definitely good. We're we're getting back to where we were. Um, I'm going to get back to balance. I just actually talked to Rick a couple of weeks ago. I'm going to get back to balance probably like January.
0: Cool, man. I hope, I hope to see you in your class because that's, that's, it's been my new thing now because I'm unemployed right now. And I'm just trying to take advantage of the time that I have to uh, to go there and train because it's like the only thing i got that keeps me sane besides meditation and other things that i do but uh yeah man that's cool that you're coming back uh and i don't know when they're gonna do sparring by the way i I, want to spar man (laughs) mask on mask off i don't care i I, I miss the uh i just miss stand-up you know what i mean i I love rolling and
1: jujitsu but we could get together and do that seriously oh cool man Um, So we'll talk off here. We can get together and do that. Absolutely. Cool. Um, I want to thank you for doing this. Um, I saw you put that out there on Facebook. You know, I thanked you a hundred times yesterday and it's just really cool. Not, not only for me, but I saw a few other people respond just that you put that offer out there. It it has been very rough for a lot of us. And and I count my blessings because as bad as it was for us, it was worse for others. Mm -hmm. Some people didn't recover. We recovered and we're still recovering. Some people didn't recover. Some people had it a lot worse than we did. Right. Uh, so I definitely count my blessings there. So if this is beneficial for anybody's business out there, take advantage of it. And Will, I told you it's just so cool what you're doing, man, to yeah. to put me and offer anybody else the platform, one person might hear it and it might make a huge difference. For sure, a thousand man. Thousand people may hear it. And it might make a huge difference. Yeah. So I saw a couple of people comment. Get all over that, man. It's yeah. so cool. Thank you.
0: Uh, no problem, man. If you have anybody in mind that, you know, wants to join in to do the podcast, uh, anything to help them, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to figure out what to do with this podcast because it started off with just sharing philosophy and talking philosophy. And then now I'm trying to, like, expand and see what I could do to make a better, uh, uh, bigger impact and get more people to come together instead of going against each other like i i even went off the, i even went off and said hey if you guys want to talk pol- politics i don't like politics that much but hey join the show let's talk red and blue and let's even do that i was getting so cuz i i want That's risky
1: bro i know it's
0: risky <laughs> but i was like challenging myself to just do it to see what happens like i, I i'm i a daredevil in a, in a in a sense so uh i i was willing to go w- to speak to someone because to, i'm always in encouraging conversation uh none of this arguing over whose side and that side is just let's communicate dude and, and let's figure this thing out together you can have your side but let's try to work a way to uh to do what humans are good at. Like we're good at talking to each other and figuring shit out. Um, like yourself, you're you're good at you're good with your wife and whoever else is helping you to work this foundation and operate your business and all that. Like that all comes together with all of us together. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, and this is stuff that I learned personally and I, I've been having issues because uh my own personal issues, but Filmmaking. I wanted to be a filmmaker. That requires a lot of hands-on. People have to want to work together. And I've been doing a lot of stuff like that. <laughs> it's a whole different conversation. But all together, I learned overall that humans are so awesome when we work together, man. And that's what I've been trying to focus on. Is find a way to Absolutely. find people. Yeah, to find people like yourself who are willing to work with me on like to join. Just join me on the show. Let's just talk, man. Just have a conversation. Good spirits and just fucking release into the world. And whoever listens may have, uh, uh, uh what do you call it? Something like someone might want to join your, your school or somebody, uh, was that have, that has a kid or whatever they know someone with special needs. They may be able to help them join the foundation stuff like that. That's what I want to do, man. I want to be part of this, this group of.
1: Hey, all that would be icing on the cake. If anybody just enjoys martial arts, I want to hear a little background between the two of us that, Goal accomplished for me and, yeah. and anything else, I seen bro. For yeah, real, I had, I had a great time hanging out with you,
0: man. Cool, man. I appreciate you being on. Uh, and tell your wife no,
1: all the thanks goes to you. All yeah. the thanks goes to you. Oh, bro. no, man. Very cool. Yeah.
0: It's cool. And tell your wife, she's awesome. <laughs> I know she's behind the scenes, but she's awesome, and you're awesome. Both of you are amazing. Keep doing what you do, man. And I'm looking forward Thank to you. working with you, man, in terms of sparring because I, I miss getting punched. Yeah, please, please. Um,
1: <laughs> just. Hit me up anytime and we'll compare our schedules, please.
0: Cool, man. Uh, any Anything else you want to say before we wrap this up?
1: Anybody out there looking for martial arts, ask yourself why. Go from there. Cool, man. That, Thank that's you. what we were talking about. Why, why, why? What do you want out of it? Right. And then if you know what you want and why you want it, there's your journey. There's your martial arts journey.
0: Figure out your why. (laughs) I like that too. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Did you hear her say
0: that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. (laughs) I'm like looking for other things to say before we wrap it up, but that's pretty much it. (laughs) All right, I'm going to wrap it up, man. All right, peace. Let's get back to
1: life, brother. Let's get back to life. Well, thank you, brother. No no problem, man.
0: man. All right, take it easy.